0: Jewish Latin Princess episode 184, summer playlist with wealth attorney Natalie Alicia Gold. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at jewishlatinprincess.com, your host, Yael. Hey guys, welcome back to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. It is the end of summer and it's the month of Elul. We are getting ready for the beginning of the school year and more importantly, for the month of Tishrei. I will be away for the next two weeks on vacation and leaving you with three episodes per week. A summer playlist that I've curated going back through the archives and going, hmm, I really I remember liking this episode so much, and or this guest, she was such a pleasure, and I loved what she had to say. And this this episode definitely needs a spotlight shine onto it. So I with that thought, I curated a list of a summer playlist list for you guys and added these six episodes. Not easy to choose, but definitely these six shows I'm leaving you with were some of my favorites from the archives. Archives, and you know we've been here for a while. I'll be back the week of August 23rd with regular programming, interview minisodes, and Ask Yale. Yeah, enjoy this awesome summer playlist right here. <laughs> Natalie Alicia Gold, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. It is such an honor to have you on the show. The
1: honor is all mine, Yael. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I think this is, as they say in Yiddish, a shidduch because we are both passionate about getting women to talk about money, to actually deal with their money and get their financial life in order. And the work that you're doing is so, so important as a wealth and estate attorney. And I want to go through that entire journey and how how did you even come up with that specific niche pat line of work, but what you're doing is so, so important, Natalie. So why don't we get started with the idea of protecting our legacy and our future? Because I feel like when we talk about money very often, we're very focused on making money, negotiating, building that that net worth, building that retirement savings, all of that stuff. But then there's another area that kind of falls by the
1: wayside, right? Yes. So in that area, in my opinion is the foundation of our Mm -hmm. financial house okay if we are not doing it we're literally building or we think we're building on a theoretical house of cards and all it takes is one wrong thing to topple that now what could that be Mm -hmm. talking divorce. We're talking loss of a job. We're talking premature death, God forbid. We're talking long-term care needs, which no one talks about. Huge. And we're also talking about the big bad wolves out there, which doesn't have to come from your family, could be creditors. Predators. I mean, who are these people? Many of my brethren, and I don't even really want to call them that, but many other attorneys are looking for any reason to come sue a person who is minding their own business and building a life. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure that our financial house is not just a home but a fortress.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. So how do we do it? Let's get tactical. What are the things that women need to be? thinking and getting done and get those ducks, like like check those boxes and walk us through that. And maybe even tell us, how does one do that? Because I think a lot of what happens is we feel like it's so complicated, or it's for my rich uncle over there, you know, like
1: I, that estate planning, like that's not, that's for the wealthy people. Yeah. Look, a few things on that, Yale. When people think that it's for the wealthy people, it guarantees that they will not become the wealthy people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, first thing is, I am worthy, universe of extreme abundance. I'm taking care of it, and I know that with this, unlike the craziness that people think, I have a will, so I'm gonna die. Here's <laughs> the newsflash: you already have a will. It's called the statutory code of whichever state you live in, mm-hmm. and it defines what will happen to your life if you don't take care of it on your own. You already have it, so you know people thinking that is absolutely insane. Instead, I actually think it's the opposite. It is calling to the universe that I'm taking care of myself, and I believe that I'm worthy of leaving a legacy, not excuses, a legacy, and you can't have both. So the first is the mindset. Okay. That's what we just discussed. Secondly is what are the basics? Very simple. Very, very simple. There are a few things everyone has to have must haves, Mm -hmm. you know, exclamation point star asterisk must haves. Number one, a basic will. Mm-hmm. A will says who gets what when I'm no longer here. It's only who, t-
0: who takes care of my children,
1: right? Well, thank you. Because if you have a young child and you're telling me you have nothing of substance, what is more worthwhile than protecting your child? And if you don't put in a guardianship provision in that will, then you know who you're living it up to? Child Protective Services to get your kid. And then figuring it out between your in-laws who may not like each other as to who will now take care of your most precious being that came out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you have a child who's under 18, you are crazy if you don't have this in place. Excuse me, but mm-hmm. that's the truth. Okay. Now a will is kind of the tip of the iceberg. And here are the other things that are must-must haves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Powers of attorney healthcare proxy what are these things i'm alive but i cannot tend to my financial affairs power of attorney because yael may god keep us all safe but the fact is if we're in a hospital bed they're not going to take pity on us oh you know we're just going to let the bills we're not going to accrue the bills these few months let her rest and heal good luck that's not happening. Your bills are still coming. Who are paying for, who is paying for those bills? If you were not able to actually transact on your behalf, mm-hmm. where are your accounts? What's happening? Okay. So you need to appoint someone and to explain to them, it's not enough to drop this on them. You have to say, look, here are my accounts. There's money at city. There's money at a uh, chase. There's my, here is the checking account I use to pay these expenses. How would someone else know? They can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. And and the last thing that's an absolute must is a healthcare proxy, which does a similar thing to the power of attorney, but it allows someone to act on your behalf and speak to the doctor, tell them what you would want to have happened if you could have spoken to them yourself. Mm -hmm. This becomes especially important in two scenarios. Number one, your 18-year-old kid goes off to college, has a drinking binge, Okay. They're 18. They're no longer a minor. So you parent are no longer authorized necessarily to speak on their behalf. Oh my. Exactly. So what does that mean? God forbid a child's in the uh, induced coma because of a drug overdose or alcohol overdose or whatever, whatever. And doesn't mean they're bad kids, right? At 18 years old, people make mistakes. Now you could be looking at a fifteen dollars or $20,000 or either guardianship or conservatorship, depending on which state you live in, they call it different things, in order to now become the voice of your child. Imagine, okay? So number two thing is as we get older. As we get older, we might be looking at things. Well, number two thing really is, God forbid, in the crazy car accident, whatever, you want to be protected. Number three thing is, as you get older, in -hmm. the event that you start getting uh, these diseases that basically incapacitate us, you know, we, we no longer have our full mental faculties, you need to have someone who's making those healthcare decisions for you. And for many people, that brink of the iceberg basics is not enough. We're going to also include what I like to call, and if we were together, Yael, I would take your hands and we would hold them together in our circle of trust. Uh A circle of trust, I'm going to use my coffee cup as an example, live the life you love, which I very much believe in. A circle of trust is a container Uh and you can put things into the container and you can take them out depending on the type of trust we use. What I'm talking about right now is a plain vanilla trust, revocable living trust. Mm -hmm. Why do we need that? Because if you die in a state that has a terrible probate process, for example, New York, Florida, California, you are looking at months, if not years until your beneficiaries can get the stuff you listed in your will, even if you have a will. Wow. And you know how much money, and I mean, look, I'm a probate attorney, God bless, you know, it's great, I make a killing on it, but the fact is, that money is hard-earned money by you, and it should be protected by your family, it's very easy to do so, just get a trust. And so many people, okay, not so many people, 64% of people die without a will.
0: The majority- I I can't even wrap my head around that.
1: Can you imagine? It's like seven out of 10 people, six out of eight, don't have a will okay, crazy, then that portion, even less so, don't have a trust. Mm -hmm. Even a smaller percentage of those who have the beautiful container, they went, they paid a few thousand dollars to a lawyer, they made the beautiful container. And then they got documents in their hand. And the lawyer said to them, you need to go fund your trust. And they said, okay, what the hell is fund your trust?
0: What is that? <laughs> yes, please tell me because I didn't do that
1: step. I certainly have a will. <laughs> so a will takes effect at death. A trust takes effect at life. I mean, there's many different types of trust. I'm being very broad. Right. But a li- revocable living trust, what I call plain vanilla trust, takes effect during life. Now, it's a living, breathing container. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Al, you have containers in your house, but if they have nothing in them, they're empty.
0: Yeah. So right. So the container
1: right. could hold things, but we have to put things in them. So, how do we do that? Okay. Number one, your home. The home is typically a person's biggest asset. They would need to have a deed signed into the name of their now new revocable living trust, then recorded with the county recorder. Mm-hmm. And return from that county recorder in order to make sure that it's properly done. Okay. This, mm-hmm. A lot of people mistake this. Number two, it's not enough to just tell your banker, I have a new trust. They don't care. You need to send in either the full trust or a certification of trust. Basically do a two, three page summary of the trust. Cause you don't want necessarily the stranger to be seeing all your inside stuff. We send the certification of trust with the bank's paperwork individual per bank. And we make sure that our new account is not in the name of Yale, but in the name of Yale's trust.
0: Right. So and we we would be sending our IRAs, our four hundred one k ks, any investment accounts, any plain vanilla savings accounts, all of that stuff.
1: So it gets a little bit more complicated. The and this is why Yale. Thank you for saying that because so many people are like, I'll just go on Legal Zoom. <laughs> Where's the advice, though? IRAs and 401ks, we're not putting into a trust. Oh, okay. I'm glad I asked. We're putting in brokerage accounts. We're putting in a savings account. We're putting in if the bank will let us a checking account. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing about checking accounts. A lot of banks will not let you put a beneficiary designation on your checking account. Hmm. Well, that's a big problem because if you did all the beautiful trust planning, you funded your trust and now you have a $25,000 checking account, your beneficiaries have to go to probate to get that. Crazy. It's insane. The banks, they're very good at taking your money. They're not that great at giving it back.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 And, and Natalie, we haven't even mentioned something that, I mean, that I really can't wrap my head around it. And you probably didn't mention it because it's so obvious that people should have. But uh, unfortunately, not everybody does. Life insurance.: Yeah. parents don't have life insurance often, what and it's a- like such a cheap product to have. Like, 30 dollars a month, please. Get yourself a million dollar policy on your, please,
1: right? I've said on multiple channels, on many TV shows, you know, ladies, as we go to a soul cycle class and we'll put $34 into the class, let's put the same $34 into a savings account. Even better, maximize it, like Gail just said, buy the damn term life insurance policy. And by the way, today we're not even going to the soul cycle classes because of COVID. So you know what? There's even more money to put into the life and. Yeah, Al, bigger even. A lot of people, well, what's in it for me? Okay, my kids get something. But what I have to pay for it now, I mean, if you're really thinking like this. like Oh, my on. gosh. <laughs> people will say it. Okay. So I say to them, actually, this is for you. Because let me tell you something. There are living benefits that happen in a life insurance contract if it's properly structured. Many of these contracts today, Al, they have long-term care riders. Hmm. So, God forbid, as you ate, look, as you age, you're going to need this. There's no doubt about it. My clients who don't have long-term care lose a chart in their back unless we do significant trust planning and uh, kind of complex for us to get into today. The living benefits is what you buy this for. So you buy it in the event of a God forbid death to fund the kid's life. Mm-hmm. And you buy it if, God forbid, one of the parents gets cancer. Who's going to care for that parent? I mean, you could say the other parent, but if they're going to be the sole provider and the sole person bringing in money and the other person can't get off the couch because they're vomiting from their chemo treatment, what's going to happen to that family? It is insane. And by the way, these cheap $30 term policies we're talking about. Some of them today will give you in that cheap term policy, the living benefits. Wow. So there's no excuse. There's it, It's truly, you're not educated. Now you're educated. And if you don't still do it, then it's on you.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, and now, yeah, this is so tip of the iceberg. I mean, we can go so in depth as, as to, we spoke about earlier, creditor protection and Using actually trust instead of a prenup. People Mm -hmm. don't like prenups Mm -hmm. because a prenup is you versus me. It's what do you want from me? And it's Mm -hmm. a nasty taste to go into a marriage, even though it's very necessary. So instead, we can actually do the same thing through irrevocable trust planning in certain jurisdictions that allow for you to be the initial grantor, the person setting up the trust, the trustee, the person who is. The fiduciary taking care of the trust and the initial beneficiary. These are in states such as Nevada, Wyoming, South Dakota, Alaska. They have amazing law for this. And you can particularly state, look, this is how we're going to run our lives.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, even more so than that, I created the concept and I was on Good Morning America speaking about a portion of it, which is the marriage constitution.
0: Tell with- us about it. I love that idea because I often tell my podcast listeners and my students to have regular money dates. Schedule times on your calendar where you sit with your spouse and you actually speak about your financial life. Everything from the small stuff to the big stuff that we're talking about today. Absolutely. So you have some... You take it a step further. Talk, talk to us about this marriage constitution because I think it's brilliant.
1: Thank you, Yael. And we should definitely combine our forces on this We one. should, totally. So look, a marriage constitution is this. We're literally creating our family rights right okay here's the deal some people have a different pocket and some people look a hundred dollars or two hundred dollar transactions a big deal and for some people a hundred dollars is what they spend getting their coffee in the morning okay Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
1: so each couple in the marriage constitution discusses what's what are the terms what are our boundaries okay you know Are we talking about a $100 purchase? Are we talking about a $1,000 purchase? Do we need each other's buy-in and what amount of money? Now, everyone comes into a relationship with a different money story. Correct. So we also need to come to terms with what is that and what does that person believe about money? Now, also, you want to make sure in that conversation, are you updating beneficiaries on your accounts? Because if you don't, you know, good luck fighting that in court, Mm -hmm. Okay, You also want to understand so significantly, which is the baby prenup, which is part of the marriage constitution. Like, what are the ground rules before you bring these beautiful human beings into the world? Because... I'll tell you something. Trevor Noah made fun of me and my husband. We spoke about baby Prina and good morning. He picked up the thing and goes, the latest in white people child rearing. And you hear the cue, the laughing. And I thought it was hysterical. But the fact is, yeah, it's very easy for Trevor Noah, who doesn't have children, to say that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But as we know, and as I'm assuming 99% of your listeners are women. Yeah.
0: And 85%
1: of that of them are mothers. Okay we know damn well that if we don't lay out the rules it's going to fall on us Mm -hmm. so we're now in a world where we are empowered women or so they say empowerment that's the key (laughs) academic success go for it girl you can do it then you become a mother Mm -hmm. how dare you go back to work or your mother-in-law says I didn't do anything for myself when I was a new mom. And society asks you, why do you go back to work? Or if you don't go back, well, what did you get your degree for? What are you wasting your life for? <laughs> so, as we know, we can't make oh, we anyone can't win happy. No, we can't win. But you better make yourself happy. Yep. And you've got to lay down the law, because as we know, men, if they're not explained explicitly <laughs> what is okay and what is not okay, they're going to literally and figuratively, you know what to you, okay? <laughs> so you have to. And this is, to me, the most important thing. I mean, I, my, my second book, Money Mama, was all about this. It's about, um, and I'm going to make a shameless plug.
0: Please that, do.
1: I wrote about, we are confronted with now this whole new persona mm-hmm. and our life is not ours anymore. It is, we're thinking first about our children. Of course. So if that's the case, it naturally follows that we, who by the way, statistically are nine times out of 10 more likely to survive men. Yes. Yeah. So 90% of us are going to survive. If we want to take care of our children, don't you think we should understand a little bit about the money? Mm-hmm. Yes. What are we working so hard for otherwise? What are we doing? I mean, you're working on the wheel or, or like I like to call it the, uh, the elliptical uh-huh. or, or on the treadmill. You're staying in one place. You're not doing anything. You're just on the wheel. And maybe that's not the best example because on the elliptical, okay, you're going to be, you know, shredding somewhat. You're losing weight. You're getting your heart rate up. But the fact is, if you're staying in one place on like a mouse wheel and you think you're doing something, but you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to protect yourself. And, and by the way, 50 plus percent of people are getting divorced. Are you waiting for then for your husband to say, I found a newer, younger model mm-hmm. for them to start figuring out what do you have and not have? And oh, by the way, he's very wealthy, but all of a sudden, and the last two years in business haven't been so great and where's the money baby the money is there and it's in the caymans or anywhere else that the money is protected in private and likely you signed away on that not knowing what you're signing so wake up ladies
0: you really hungry for what if he could make peace with food and your body without restrictive food rules Join Rena Reiser, mind, body, and compassion coach in her program, Nourish. You'll learn deep principles and practices to help make friends with food and discover a more satisfied, fulfilled, and calmer you. Learn more at jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash nourish. It's not a food plan. It's not a healthy lifestyle program. It is so much more. It's an introspective journey where you'll learn to reparent and repair your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Check it out at jewishlatinprincess.com. Si hablas español y quieres aprender las 7 estrategias para construir riqueza que tanto yo como muchos hemos practicado durante miles de años, te las ofrezco gratis en jewishlatinprincess.com forward/riqueza The whole burying our head in the sand is it, it done done people we got we got to step up a little bit we're very smart women we have to do it for ourselves we have to do it for our marriages i really believe that when there is financial transparency in a marriage and solid communication when it comes to our financial lives it creates an added level of intimacy it's such such a much stronger relationship so stop shying away from that and understand that this is part of building your marriage money is part of life just like every other part that you're sharing with your partner 100 percent now natalie you're so passionate about all of this and do i get the sense that when you became a mother
1: you became extra passionate um what shifted there when motherhood arrived yeah it's very simple i told this stuff to my clients and it came from my head Uh these are the things you need to know it wasn't real to me Mm. until i started speaking from my heart Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. when you
1: see what can really happen and how I'm going to, God forbid, leave my kids high and dry. What else am I doing everything for? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, El, there's never been a better time than today. You're the youngest you will ever be. God willing, the healthiest. Go get that life insurance now. I started buying life insurance policies for myself. I got married at 28, had my first Mm -hmm. one at 29, second at 30. I started buying life insurance policies for myself at 24 years old. Wait, what? 24? (laughs) Explain that to me. Why? (laughs) Because I was able to take an option on my health. So here's how you do it. You're that young, thank God healthy. You now get every insurance policy in the world that you'd want as approving you in the highest standard, right? You lock in that standard. Now you get some whole life, which lasts forever, guaranteed, some term. With that term, you've gotten it so cheap and you have the opportunity that God forbid your health changes down the road, you can't get denied.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You now take that and convert it into a whole policy or a guaranteed policy. And now you have literally you're playing on an option on your health. To me, it's the best way. Look, you know, 23, 24 year olds, they're not thinking about this. But I was <laughs> lucky that this is my business since I was 20. You know, I started my law firm 24 years old.
0: But now, now, this is the specs, the question 24 years old, you're starting this business. You're so passionate about this. This is not your t- typical. You know, you, go to, you don't go to law school and everybody says, oh, I'm really going to go into this field. There's a yeah. little bit more sexy areas of law, let's just say, right? It's a little morbid. What was the impetus?
1: There's something behind this story. There's something here. 100%. So at 15 years old, I was a regular 15-year-old walking home from just getting uh, paid $120 in cash in an Not envelope. Enough. That Not was a shabby. Like- yeah, not exactly. I was making six bucks an hour and was damn grateful back in the day. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Thank God my hourly rate has increased by many, many folds since then. So that that's awesome. But uh, And I'm walking home and it's a Friday. It's right before Shabbat. And I'm two blocks away from home. Mm-hmm. Actually, beautifully poetically, I think, looking back, it was at the intersection in in Queens of Jewel Avenue and Utopia Parkway. Hmm. So at the intersection of Jewel and Utopia, I did not make it across that street. Two guys were racing their cars from light to light. And one, as I found out later, did not even press his brakes and uh, hit me 60 miles an hour as a pedestrian.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So the story is, I don't recall any of this i mean i literally remember about to cross the street and then waking up in the hospital but the story is that i flew i mean my left side of my body is completely metal to this day i mean you would never know it like you wouldn't know it from but i do still have scars and all that Mm. um and if, if you asked anyone they'd tell you i'm the best dancer and most lively whatever you know so you would never know but i know and it's there and uh i survived So I realized that science would say there's no one surviving that. Is that what they told your parents that you wouldn't make it? Well, they were shocked that I did. I mean, I thank goodness it was just bones on the exterior. But it's funny years later when I was a waitress at, at, you know, as a high school student, two guys came into the bar and one happened to be the EMT from that night. No way. And he was like, I never saw such a bad hit. Like, and the fact that you survived. So it it was, you know, pretty amazing. And I just knew then and there that I am meant to change the world for the better. Mm. So to your point, you know, I then, uh, I was 15 at the time, 15 going on 150 or 1,500 or whatever, how old my soul is. And I said, I'm going to fight for justice and I'm going to be a lawyer who Mm. makes better for people. So at that moment I decided it took me eight years to get there. So I was 23, still relatively young. I did college in two years and lost one two and a half. Wow. And uh, and then I was working for actually a billionaire real estate family in house for their real estate development company. Mm-hmm. And actually, trust dispute. Looking back, it's so funny. The the connections always come. You know, the the dots are connected looking backwards, but you don't see it going forward. Divine providence. It's all beautifully always. orchestrated from above. Always. And uh, it was actually a trust dispute. And just so happens, coincidentally, not so coincidentally, that my mom, who's a manager of a bank at the time, was, you know, this attorney who was one of her clients came to her and said, Do you know anybody who's looking? I just got an associate position open at my firm for a trust and states firm. My mom said, Actually, my daughter's a lawyer. You know, I, I don't know if she'd be interested, but whatever. So the timing aligned, as it always does. And I went there and I worked for this firm, I learned the business, and I very soon realized that my boss is doing very well, mm-hmm. I'm not very happy here, I love the area of law, I don't like working here though, so I'm going to do it on my own, and at 24 years old, I hung my shingle, quite, you know, literally on Park Avenue in New York, and I started up and down the street in like seven inch shields. and maybe that sounds <laughs> wrong. <but laughs> Thinking about it now, going to every networking meeting I could, meeting everybody I could, and thank God I was able to build an unbelievable business as a result. And now, you out beyond my law firm, which deals with really mostly sophisticated, you know, it's we're, we're a law firm, so we're not cheap. Mm-hmm. But I said there has to be something better than for the 64% mm. for the people who would otherwise not do it, right. So I built a whole arm of my business that's called Life Legacy Legal. Mm -hmm. And it's a technology company that people can literally go on and for 99 bucks, get the stuff done. Brilliant. So God willing, that will help millions of people on this earth.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, Natalie, whatever happened to those guys? Did they rot in jail? I certainly hope they did.
1: So it's funny you ask. Um, and actually no one has ever asked me that Yale, on one oh. of these shows, believe it or not. So um, one of them, so there was two guys racing in their cars, right? right? And the one who hit me happened to have a passenger in the car with him. Okay. This passenger had a heart to heart with God or whatever, and came forward to the DA and said, look, We were racing. I was egging him on that he should smoke that other guy, that we could do it, you know, his guilt. And the DA said, well, then we're going to arrest you too.
2: Hmm.
1: So allegedly there is something in the law, which I'm not a criminal lawyer, I don't know, that you can uh, recant your statement. So the guy basically got a slap on the wrist and was in jail for, I think, one day. And you know, yeah, he lived a block away from me as it turned no out. No way. And to this day, I've never received an apology. Even when at the deposition, I was, sev- I was 17, 18, going to college. I'm there literally hysterical crying about how my life was almost lost that day. And literally the court reporter's crying. Can you imagine what a court reporter hears in a day? I, mean, like, I know. Like they're probably robotic already. <laughs> about, like nothing gets to that. N- Numb. <laughs> but literally the entire room is hysterics. And this guy was stone cold, wouldn't make eye contact. And you know, it truly, it's like the ego wants you to say, I'm sorry. hmm But to me, it's what a beautiful gift I was given that day of truly insight into how the world works and that Mm. if you believe in yourself, if you believe in making a difference, if you go and make it happen and know that nothing will bring you down, there's no greater gift you could be given. Now, I don't want your listeners to, God forbid, go through something like that to have to come to that realization, which is why I hope to be a messenger for that exact concept but the fact is, there's something special in each of us. Mm. And that's our neshama, nish- our soul, our godliness. And we need to recognize that. And no matter what we're going through, understand that it's all working out for me. It's going to be okay.
0: Mm. It is. It is. Wow, Natalie, what such insights. Now that we've, you've touched upon the depth of the, really the crux of it all, it's like it's our soul, it's our mission, it's what we're here for, there's purpose. And I think at the end of the day, that underlies everything that you're doing, you're trying to help people live with purpose and not make mistakes that could, God forbid, impair that thriving life, beautiful life that they're trying to build, right? Um, I want to ask you, were there or are there any Jewish values or traditions or spiritual practices that, you know, from Judaism that are particularly dear to you, and they might be because you learned them from home growing up or you adopted them as an adult yourself. Is there anything that's particularly meaningful to you that stands out?
1: Yes. So as I've gotten older, I've actually gotten more religious. Mm. And not to say that I'm so religious right now, but thank God we're all a work in progress. (laughs) Exactly. So Shabbat to me and my mm. family is so meaningful. We love our our favorite rabbi to read is Jonathan Sachs, who's a I pastor, know. who was amazing. I love him
0: too. And I have to say, I've claimed to fame. I had the pleasure and honor, me and my family, when he came to visit Houston, Texas, a couple years back, we were, we had the honor of bringing him the food to the hotel and then driving him there and back to the presentation. So we got some time with
1: him. So it's like, Oh, that's amazing. And he just is like, so on. I know. And so, and, and you know, Yael too, do you ever feel like these parshas? it exactly resonates with what you're going through and that really your life.
0: Totally. It's we, we live with the time. Like the Torah is literally talking to us in that particular, it, it happens to me all the time.
1: It, all it's amazing. The time. Every time, every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, Holy moly. Like, this is literally our GPS. Mm-hmm. How do we live a good life? Our constitution. Yeah. And you know, secondly, it's the mysticism, the Kabbalah, or the Kabbalistic thought that whatever we want in life is waiting for us, meant for us, and we just have to go work to get it.
0: Yep. That's yes. it. We have to show up and do the work. The result is there. It's waiting for us. It's, it's God, has, God has it all in store, but we have to actually show up. We have and, to show uh, up.
1: You know how many of my clients who are uber, uber wealthy, okay, their greatest fear is about having kids who don't have appreciation for money. Mm. And so now it flips from how am I going to have enough to provide for my kids to I have so much. How will I make them understand the value of building it on your own? Mm Mm-hmm. So it flips the entire script. And by the way, it's not an easier burden to hold.
2: No.
1: It's a very tough thing because with great power comes great responsibility. So what are you doing to make it such that those kids are not going to become coked out addicts? Mm-hmm. By, by the way, mm-hmm. don't know what to talk about it. A lot of kids are getting into drugs and alcohol and whatever from very wealthy families because of a concept, again, capitalistically, that's considered bread of shame. That if I got something that I did not earn, I reject because I want to be like God. I want to be like the creator creating. Right. And if I didn't create, then I'm I'm not worthy. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: And as 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 parents is a huge responsibility. And I'm sure now with you being a parent, it's like, you know what? I, I we need our kids to understand the value of them as humans, of their soul, their, their, their print and their unique soul print in the world, the value of the money, the value of their talents, the value of what they're capable of, right? It's, 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 it's big stuff, but we can all, we can all do it. Now, let me ask you about this. Did your hubby, did your husband know what he was getting himself into? (laughs) Because you're such a powerhouse <laughs> and you came, you know, when he probably met you, what, 26 or something? And you're like, you already have your law firm and you know you want a marriage constitution. And
1: you <laughs> what oh my is that God. like? Yeah, I'll literally, it was insane, okay? I. My mother used to tell me, don't tell them you're going to be the president of the United. Just don't say anything. Marry them first and then tell them what you, and I said, no. Did she hang out with my mother? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> my goodness. These, she, my
0: mother used to say, don't be so assertive move your eyelashes a little bit more. They don't need to know everything
1: you're thinking. And yeah, L, where the hell is the Facebook group of Yenta Mothers? And can we join? I mean, seriously, can we but, create but, this group? But yet? wait, wait, wait.
0: Let's talk about the double standard. However, you can't be too assertive, but you yet have to go to Tufts and Harvard and NYU and Stanford, right? But it's okay. It's okay. And go marry them. Okay, let's go on. Uh-huh. So you meet then, your husband. Remember,
1: you're an empowered woman until you're a mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So look, oh, I said, that's funny. I'm not going to do that, mom. And I'm not going to hide who I am because that is hiding the divinity within me. Like for sure. These beautiful gifts that were given are so that we can use them. Mm-hmm. You can have, again, the most beautiful trust. But if it ain't funded, it ain't going to do nothing for you. Okay? So here's the deal. When I first met my husband, I actually met him in 2015 at a Shabbat dinner in New Mm -hmm. York. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened. Timing was off. He was living in California. Whatever. I didn't even remember the guy. I literally was asked weeks before, like a week before, Natalie, will you speak about your first book, The Millennials Guide to the Universe, at the Santa Monica Thought Leadership Conference? Sure, I'm single. Why not? Great. I had just bought a condo in Miami. I'm living between New York and Miami. I go to this conference. It's great success. I had just met a messenger, literally, a friend who i met at a Miami Shabbat two weeks before who happened to be in L.A. And he said to me, we got together, we went to the butcher's daughter, you know, on an uh, in Kinney, in California, he said to me, why don't you get on J-Swap, see who you'll meet. I go, <laughs> are you insane? I'm gonna, from New York to Miami, I'm going to add an LA guy to make my life really nuts? What's wrong with you? Oh, all right, fine. What do I, you know, I'm alone in my room. Later. I'm like, ah, okay, let me get that, whatever. <laughs> Lo and behold, my husband was one of the connections and he recognized, he goes, aren't you from New York? Who the hell are you, stalker? I don't know who you are
0: (laughs) crazy person.
1: So I say, yes, he replies with the email chain from two years before. No. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I had one more day in LA. I was staying in a relative's house and we got together. We had a half an hour time and literally I had a plane back to New York. I was going to speak in my alma mater the next day. Like I had no time to waste. So it's interesting. I had a date with a different guy planned right before. It was a lunch date at a coffee shop. The guy walked in. Let's say it was over in seven minutes flat. I didn't even let the poor sucker buy me coffee. It was just that bad, okay? I was like, please get me out of here. I then reach out to Sam, my husband. I'm like, hey, you happen to be around. I'm in the, the Westwood area, blah, blah, blah. He happened to have an office right there. Oh, my. So we get together three blocks down at a coffee shop. I'm thinking I'm going to see an old friend, like, whatever. I don't really remember him, but okay. (laughs) I want to kill some time before I get on the plane. From the first moment he walked in the door and we sat down to have our coffee, I knew this is my husband. Hmm. And it's because, Yael, he said to me, I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. because He goes, you're a shooting star. Why would anyone want to hold you down? Wow. And that's the man I married. Wow. It comes to vision. You know, look, we argue like everybody else. We have, but on vision, we stand with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is what you have to remember when you're picking a spouse. When you, It's what is the vision for the future? Can we build sure. it together?
0: For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, I do have to ask you because you're so savvy. You're so smart. You know your stuff. You started early on any financial mistakes when you were a kid like my generation who like racked credit card bill in college and like did you do any of that crazy silly stuff
1: yes so i was had a business partner at 26 years old who was 83 years old and i decided like he was you know great guy whatever but wasn't about like following up and saying so we took out like a credit card for capital one that was paid off, you know, 31 days as opposed to 30. That hit my credit. Uh-oh. A uh, BMW payment. You know, look, these little things. You could be on the 31st day, but they ding you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The credit, how important it is to stay on top of the details.
0: I know, but when we're young, we don't think about these things, unless we got a really solid education, which most of us didn't when it comes to this huh. stuff,
1: right? Okay. And, you know, look, you have to believe me. I'm more of a big picture person than detail. I'm not crazy. Are you?
2: Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. But those details, they trip me up a few times. Mm -hmm. Even with this is my background and this is so don't be embarrassed. Everybody no. makes mistakes. Right. There's no losing. We're either winning or we're learning. I love that. We're
0: either winning or we're learning. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, Natalie, let's do something that I do with all of my guests on the show. Actually, I have another question though, before we wrap it up. Yeah. And it's about the current reality and everything that's been going on are you optimistic? Like what's, what's your take on what's happening? I have my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Best
1: time to be a woman. I think Mm -hmm. women and what we're doing in the world being full-time homeschoolers, full-time moms, full-time career women and killing it. Like in every single aspect is waking up corporations to holy moly, maybe we can actually start profiting people, not by the time that they're playing and pretending to be working, but actually the performance and what they're getting done. Mm -hmm. And you know the saying, if you want something done, give it to the busiest Busiest woman you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Number two, I don't know about you, Yael, but middle school for me was the worst time ever. (laughs) And for many people. (laughs) How many of our insecurities and our why not's, and our I'm not good enough's, they're not coming necessarily from our parents. I mean, our parents love us. You know, of course, people have some, but generally, they're trying to give us the best. But then you go to school, and this little kid who's not feeling love from his own parents, but who knows at six, seven, eight years old, that that's what's going on, Mm -hmm. is making your child bullying them making them insecure, in my opinion, pod learning is pretty amazing. Now, do the economics have to make it work so that it's not just the very wealthy who can afford? Yes. Yeah. But here's the deal. People are like, more inequality. Look, you know, to me, this war on wealth and war on success, we should be continuing to teach kids, you should want to be successful. Amen. And you know what? Look, I didn't come from a wealthy family and that desire in me is so much, even more because I didn't have it because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Hmm. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you go to school. It doesn't matter what degree is printed on a worthless piece of paper. Because I wrote a LinkedIn post about this yesterday. Today, if it's online education one way or another, it's theft paying sixty grand a year to a university because what you're really going there for is the connections and to be able to say that you went there. The
0: whole you're system gonna is
1: gonna collapse. The whole college system I is gonna collapse. Wait. Me too. Because you know what? Here's you wanna be you want your kids to be successful. Here's how you do it. You pick up the phone to someone like Yale, you pick up the phone to someone like me, you pick up the phone to people who are actually doing it, you ask them. Would you take my kid under your wing and have them be a free intern for you Mm -hmm. to learn what the hell you do? And either they love it or they don't. And that's also valuable because you should also know what you don't like.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And then you make it happen through the, it's the network. It's the public speaking, it's the sales, it's the presentation, it's the marketing. How many brilliant lawyers and doctors that you know that are working for somebody else for less than six figures, miserable hate their lives. They had $200,000 worth of debt,
2: mm. yep.
1: forget that. Don't take on this and people are like, you go to the most prestigious school that you can. Are you that insecure that you have to have a worthless piece of paper tell you your worth? Or do you have it inside to know that it doesn't matter what the F that paper says, you are the gem in the world?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, sister. Totally with you. Totally Power with to you. The people,
1: yo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, totally with you. And um, yeah, and I think from even from a Jewish perspective, everything that you're saying here is so on point, you know, learn it on the street, go do the thing. You get your MBA by building businesses. Let me tell you, not by sitting in an MBA classroom. I could say that, okay? Like I've learned more in the last three years and especially during this pandemic about building my brand and building what I do and what I love to do. And I learned like sitting And schmoozing in those fancy networking events and the silliness and working on an investment bank in Wall Street and till midnight. I mean, don't even get me started.
1: And here's the thing too, okay? People look at these professors, God bless them. But if you are a career academic, you are a career academic. You've never been out in the real world to understand what it takes.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you're going to an academic advisor who's going to tell you what to do with your career and your life. Mm -hmm. They are an academic advisor who's also Mm -hmm. never been out there and never done it. Mm -hmm. So here's what I say to universities, you want to make it very affordable. You call the Yale's, the Natalie's, all the people who are doing it. And by the way, we're likely going to charge nothing for teaching that course because we want to give back. We actually care. We, we want care. Human- <laughs> We care for the younger generation to actually go do the thing. <laughs> go do the thing. And so now you don't have any of the expenses of the, of the educational teaching. You don't need a huge university that has the best swimming pool you've ever seen, because no one is swimming in a COVID world. <laughs> and you can actually give the information in a way and by the way like if someone resonates with me and my personality, they might also like what I do. Mm -hmm. And instead of us thinking in this male dominated society of competition, I think I have zero competition. No one is me. Do other people write trust? Yes. So there's nothing new under the sun. What has someone invented that's so new? Okay, maybe it's a little twist. Maybe now it's on the blockchain instead of on paper. Who cares? Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. It's innovation. And marketing, and mm-hmm. if you cannot embrace your mazal, forget it. And mazal as I'm sure you know, is a combine. It's a made-up word. It's a combination of three words: makom zman
2: hmm
1: Be at the right place, makom zman, at the right time, and speak up. That's right. That's right.
0: That is, oh, I love it. I love it. I could be talking to you for hours. I I feel like we
1: made best friends. Yeah, uh I think we do know each other, but maybe, you know, or
0: soul to soul. Something. There's something here. Listeners, you should know that from the minute we saw each other, Natalie's like, have we met? I'm like, maybe New York, somewhere, (laughs) Miami. And by the way, I lived in Miami too. Nice. But we didn't cross paths. I love Miami. All right, so let's do this. I'm going to give you a few open ended sentences and you are going to finish them with the first thing that comes to mind. Sound good? All right. I'm Natalie Alicia Gold and I feel most spiritual when?
1: I'm looking at my daughters grow up and I'm realizing that this is pure love.
0: Yep, yep. How old are they, by the way?
1: Two and eight months. You have a baby. I have a baby. Like, yeah, they're wow. delicious. And my yeah. little, you know, yeah, Al. The babies are so amazing. Last week, my daughter was not sitting by herself. Okay, now sitting by herself, learned how to rock, crawling, and then from crawling going to sitting. I'm saying, and then she's looking to pick up. A, I'm saying, and we are so scared to do something new this mm-hmm. time. This blue. unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, so much to learn from them. Thank God. My favorite mitzvah, or one I connect with the most, is.
1: Shabbat candles, bringing mm-hmm. in the Shabbat, and truly defining with that ritual. This is our time to disconnect.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's and so to special with each to other. Re- to recharge to reconnect. I know. I often I didn't become more observant until young adulthood. I was already a professional working like in my. I was twenty three, maybe twenty four, um, oh. and i I was one of those people who like go go. I'm a doer. Go yeah. go go go. I really never-
1: yeah. I couldn't tell. You really, right? <laughs> um,
0: and then it's like a switch flip. Like, how could I have ever lived without this time to reconnect? And I never. I, before that i didn't imagine like how could you not do how could you not keep going but thank god for my shabbat nobody's touching it okay my fondest sweetest jewish memory is
1: that's easy although it took me a minute because i had many um was my wedding chupa mm-hmm. so the rabbi who spoke is actually my husband's best friend from little league from first grade cute And he spoke so beautifully about our vision for the world together. And how when Sam met me, he felt like he was coming home. Mm. So under the chupa, it was our, our coming home together.
0: Beautiful. Very beautiful. Something I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up is?
1: I wish I knew about everything. I mean, I wish I knew about Shabbat. I wish I knew about Look, I knew about Shabbat. We would, uh, you know, break the bread. We would ha- put on the candles, and then I would go out to the meatpacking district. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's not about doing more. It's about being more. Mm-hmm.
0: And well then when. Said.
1: When you are that person, it just comes. Because you do the right things to make it, you know? It's like my father used to say, nothing good. What kind of Jewish girls go out until 3 a.m. party? I'm like, well, a lot, just asked me <laughs> about the meatpacking district. But here's the thing. And he's right. You know, it's like a desperation of mm-hmm. steamy. Mm-hmm. Look at how short my skirt is. Look. Mm-hmm. But that's not you. Yep. It's just artificial. Mm-hmm. So truly, to, to be with yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Ms. Yeah. Oh gosh, I could totally relate. That was me in my younger days. Okay, when I give tzedakah, charity, I like to give to
1: our charity of choice is JNF, Jewish National Fund. Mm-hmm. My husband is on the national board. We're both on the you know World Chairman's Council. We believe that the sanctity of Jewish life and Judaism is very much contingent on us having our own country, and that is Israel. And to me, we have to be loud and damn proud Jews because we see what happens, and it's happening in our country now, Yep. when we don't stand up, unite, and say loudly, you will not mess with me. And the muscle behind that statement is Israel.
0: Mm-hmm. True. Very, very true. Finally, I'm Natalie Alicia Gold. And today I feel most grateful
1: for this wonderful talk because Thank you. you, Yael, have a beautiful gift of being able to get the essence of a person out of them. And it's clear that I've come close to tears a few times. And I'm not a novice to these talks to the you know, I do them often. So uh, to see you and your gift, my dear and to make a friend for life. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And everybody the book is please we want to read this book money mama, the women's wealth Bible for the digital age. And where else can we find you Natalie?
1: So you can find me on my website GoldLegalGroup.com. If you are a family, that needs a very basic plan, a starter plan, life legacy, uh life, Le- life legacy legal.com. And of course, on all my social channels, Natalie, Alicia gold, um, very active on them would love to connect and and look, it's a sacred space. So if anyone has the need the desire something to say to me something that they believe I can help with, I'm here.
0: Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I could be talking to you the whole afternoon, but I'm gonna let you go and go do the important work. Work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah, this is the
1: important work. And thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks to Natalie Alicia Gold for stopping by. You can find her on Instagram at Natalie Alicia Gold. You can also head over to her website goldlegalgroup.com, or to life She's also about to launch her podcast in which I will be appearing the gold standard. So be sure to check that out. I will definitely let you know when that airs. So here are the takeaways guys. Number one, You don't need to face tragedy to know that you are here to make a difference. Believe in yourself and go make a difference in the world. And if there's a challenge, don't let it stop you from doing what your soul needs you to do. Number two, there's something special in each of us, our godly soul, and we need to recognize her. Number three, no matter what we're going through, it's all working out for us. Life is happening for you, not to you all is orchestrated from above. Number four, the weekly Torah portion always has a message for you and what you're going through that week. Torah is our GPS to live a good life. Number five, whatever we want in life is waiting for us, meant for us, and we just have to work to get it. Number six, don't hide your gifts in order to find a marriage partner. Show up with all of you. The right man will want it all. He's your soulmate, so there's no hiding things from him. You're a shooting star. Why would anyone want to hold you down? Number seven, in a marriage partner, look for what is your vision for the future and can we build this together? Number eight, stay on top of your credit score and financial details, cause they can trip you up. But don't be embarrassed if you make mistakes, we all do. In life, we're either winning or we're learning. There's no losing. Number nine, it doesn't matter where you go to school or what degree is printed on that diploma. What matters is how you add value. Learning through work is where it's at. It doesn't matter what the paper says. Go prove that you're the gem in the workplace. Stand out. 10. In life and in business, there's zero competition simply because no one is you. Thank you guys for being here. I know your time is precious and I'm truly, truly grateful to have you here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rating. And if you know someone who would enjoy the show, could you please share it with them? You could also share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. And I'll share your story as well. Next week, I have a long overdue episode of Ask Yael. Tons of really great questions from listeners coming in through Instagram and email. So be sure to be here because those episodes do tend to be a lot of fun. I want to wish you again a Modim le simcha and a haks Enjoy your simcha Torah and I will see you here after the holiday. Thanks for listening to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes leave a rating, and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit jewishlatinprincess.com.